Hey, it's Cole. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. I'm here with my friend Adam. Howdy. How you doing? Great. You sound fantastic today, Adam. Thank you. I brought a different microphone. Thank you. Thank, thank you for doing that. Hopefully the people at home appreciate it. But uh, yeah, this week, it's a big episode. Ooh, we're how big is ab- it? Oh, well, it'll probably be about 15 minutes, like always. But this week, we're talking about one of the core tenets of what our podcast is, which is bringing your creative dreams to life. And I think for a lot of people, the fullest expression of that is being a full-time artist. Oh, full-time, huh? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can be a part-time artist. You can be a hobbyist. Part-time artist. But uh, I think for our purposes, a lot of people are trying to become a full-time artist when they listen to this show. At yeah, least for in, sure. In my estimation, um, that's a big chunk of our audience. So but even if you're not, there are definitely things that we'll be talking about today that I think will be helpful. Oh, definitely. Yeah, don't click away um, just yet. But I would assume that most people are tapping when it comes to podcasts. <laughs> you can plug a mouse into your phone, actually. If you get enough converters, I'm going to, I'm going to restate what I just said. I think <laughs> most people are tapping when it comes to podcasts, but, uh, this week, this <laughs> if, week, if you're listening today with a mouse attached <laughs> to your phone, please take a picture of it. Congratulations. You have won, but can you, you can't even take a picture of that because no. you'd need a second phone. You need a second phone. Have a friend take a photo of your phone with a mouse plugged into it. We'd love to see it. I'll send you a hundred dollars. <laughs> Uh, if it's actually true yeah if it actually happened if you didn't stage it don't don't you got to be honest here yeah honor system but uh no we're gonna talk about becoming full-time uh which is something that i think we've both done on and off in our lives um and you know some people don't want to work at that day job anymore so let's get into it well let me correct you there we'll start with a correction they want a new day job yeah they want a better day job where maybe they're not uh you know doing what they're doing now you know because there is the old adage i wanted to quit my nine to five now i work 24 hours a day <laughs> that's a great uh magnet at like a a contractor's office but uh but yeah so first step what we're going to talk about determining what you mean by full-time uh there's kind of two broad categories of full-time artists in my opinion one is someone who is an artist but they're kind of working under somebody else still so an example of that would be like performers at a circ show doing silks or um, an orchestra or an member. orchestra yeah you have uh contracts that you sign you you would go to auditions and you would get the role uh you know an act, like a broadway actor another example another so, great example ballet dancer ballet dancer yeah so you're getting direct deposit <laughs> you know you're getting a w2 at the end of the year um but you know you're a full-time artist and then the other type is going to be the mysterious uh, self-employed type where you're chasing down clients, you're chasing down your paychecks, and uh, you're getting yourself paid. And each one of those has their own challenges and their own benefits, but it's good to kind of work through which one you want to be because some mediums, it's possible to do both. Uh, for example, if you're a Cirque performer doing silks, maybe you get a job doing contract shows at disney springs maybe you want to start your own show maybe Mm. you want to give lessons Mm -hmm. whatever it is so identifying which one of those you feel comfortable doing and which one suits your skill set can be a good place to start so once you've decided which one of those two paths you're looking to go down 
it's time to start thinking about phasing out your current day job. Oh. Um, so if you're currently working a job in an unartistic field, this is where things might start to get a, a little rocky. Uh, ideally, your schedule and your pay at your current job are going to be somewhat reliable and dependable. Uh, if your hours are the same every week, it makes it a lot easier to plan your creative time and yeah. your time for your clients. However, you can make it work even if your job isn't like that. Uh, now, what I'm not going to do is tell you to quit your day job tomorrow so that you can throw yourself fully into an art career. Um, you know, we all know that ancient story about the conqueror who burned his ships. Do we all know that? Do you remember his name? They go somewhere and then they burn their ships. Yeah. And then... So that was, um, uh, oh, who was I it? have a book. You have a book here. about that? Achilles. Um, it was to do with um, Troy. Mm-hmm. And then they got there and, oh, wait, maybe they didn't. Yeah, they burned their ships. Didn't they? I don't know. Either way, we're not philosophers here. But I'm, I'm sure not, that's a philosophy thing, but go ahead. I'm not pro, I'm not pro burning your ships because um, you might want that ship, you know? So I'm not going to say quit your job tomorrow and go full time as soon as possible because you got time. You can figure it out. Um, so what I'm going to suggest is to start trying to book creative jobs around your day job. Uh, pick up evening things, pick up things you can do on the weekends. And if you get clients, don't be afraid to tell them that right now you're moonlighting and that you have a nine to five, because if you're clear about that, then they know, and they're not going to expect you to be on call all the time. Yeah. We work with quite a few people who have other jobs that, um, they, they work on projects with us kind of around those jobs. And it's never something that's like, oh, I'm not going to hire you because you aren't available at all times. It's just like we know when we can hire those people and what we can hire them for. And it's it's way better when we know that because then we're not expecting things that are unreasonable from them. Yeah. And once creative jobs start to pick up, that's when you can start really phasing out your old job. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're getting booked every weekend for some kind of creative job, maybe that's when you could go to your boss and say, hey, is there a way I can go down to four days a week? Or maybe I can work remote on Thursday, Friday and, you know, start to make some flexibility in your schedule. Uh, that way you keep the stability of your day job and having a paycheck. But, you know, maybe it goes down a little and you start to use your creative income to pay more of your bills. Mm. Um, and that's just my suggestion is to hold on to that paycheck uh, for maybe a little longer than you think that you need to because having a little extra cushion in the bank account never hurt anybody. And, you know, you don't want to get to the point where you're starting to have to, you know, cancel Netflix because you didn't mm. uh, sell as many paintings as you thought you would this week. So that's just my suggestion is to, to hold on to the day job maybe a little longer than you think you need to. For me out of high school, I toured pretty regularly, most weekends, sometimes long weekends, all through the summer and then was doing school. And I honestly took that month by, or semester by semester. So I took some two semesters off, I think, in the course of that. Mm -hmm. And then I also worked kind of a job that had a lot of flexibility. I was working for a school, helping them start an online radio station. Oh, wow. And so it was just kind of like piecing together things that worked that weren't like in conflict with one another too much. And mm -hmm. I think that... If you look around a little bit and you understand like some of the assets you can bring to maybe like 
In the case with the radio station, the school, I had a personal relationship with the lady who ran their media department. Mm-hmm. And so she just kind of knew my circumstances and that gave us the ability to, uh, to set things up that were pretty, pretty flexible. So, you know, I, I also have friends who work for really large companies doing, um, entertainment things and, um, artistic things. And, there are even big companies like that that allow freedom and flexibility for them to travel or tour to do a side gig out of town or that kind of thing. And so I think it's just kind of looking around and finding the thing that fits you when you're in that stage of your career. Yeah. Like one, one suggestion I would have getting a retail job at guitar center. They're expecting you to be a musician there. They want you to play shows and to buy equipment because you'll be able to recommend better things to the customers versus if you also are trying to become a real estate agent you're probably <laughs> going to have a hard time doing both yeah uh, because that's a business that you're going to have to build on its own as well so you know that's just something to think about when it does come time to make those decisions and one thing i will say about finances is if you've been making the same amount of money for a while there is such a thing as lifestyle creep so maybe take a look at your budgets and go all right am i spending a lot of excess money eating out or a lot of money on going out for coffee or whatever it is, or, you know, one too many happy hours. Uh, And could you pull back on some of those things so that your creative income will replace your uh, or match your level of need quicker? So that's just something to consider. Obviously the budget that you have is personal and you're going to have to figure that out, but it's something that could make you get there faster. So now that you've decided that you're ready to jump in and you kind of know what kind of budgets you need to be making and you've kind of figured out how that job is going to look or how your creative career is going to go, there's one thing I want to say about not getting hung up on, and that is the setup phase of going full-time. Oh, yes. This is a great thing to talk about. You don't need, on day one, to hire a web designer, a logo maker, get a thousand business cards printed, hire a CPA all that stuff before you get your first project. Uh, You're going to spend a lot of money that you need to live uh, on that stuff. And you're going to spend a lot of time on it. And realistically, that stuff's going to get outdated quick. Like when I first started my creative career, if I got a thousand business cards printed with what I was doing on it, uh, you know, a month later, you might decide, I want to name my business this, or I want to do this. Uh, So don't, just jump in feet first on all that setup stuff and spending all this money. Uh, you don't need to be an LLC to do your first job. Uh, you can just be a sole proprietorship for a little while and figure out, do I want to start a studio? Do I want to do this by myself? Do I need to hire somebody? Like figure these things out before you go all in on, you know, hiring a business coach and all this kind of stuff. Uh, spend your time at the beginning, finding your first client that's going to get you paid or finding a client that is going to let you make something really awesome that you can show off as your portfolio. Mm. Those are your first steps. You're not worried about getting a URL and you're not worried about, you know, ranking high on Google for whatever it is you're doing. Find clients that are going to pay you to do cool work that you can show off as a portfolio. Yeah. Um, The only thing I will add as a caveat, the real first step for me set up, make some profiles on whatever social networks it is. And get yourself on Google so that you can start getting reviews because those are actually important. People look at those. So if you get five clients in your first, you know, three months, 
you should have five five-star reviews from when those you were people. running a studio mm-hmm. people looked at google reviews definitely really 100 percent. yeah that's very interesting definitely they do because people would come in and say oh i saw on there that you you know right yeah make everyone coffee like we would do stuff like that like you know i would make pour over for anyone that came in if they we wanted. decided to come with you because you make pour over yeah but you know it's just even on facebook when you go on someone's business page if it says five stars 32 reviews it's like all right they're at least doing this they're not some jagaloon that's gonna take my money and disappear there so, it is again what the jagaloon I'm, I'm, am i the only person you know that says that i've never heard that in my life apart from you yes <laughs> okay fair enough but yeah so don't don't you know don't on day one hire a graphic designer a personal assistant all that stuff just focus on getting the client focus on getting and, a portfolio going and i would say you're putting that kind of in a financial context of like hiring people and things i would put it even if you're not even thinking about it financially and you're like of course i'm not going to hire a personal assistant i don't have any money to do that at the same time what i see happen pretty regularly is when people are thinking about their creative endeavor they spend a lot of time on that stuff yeah and really it's ultimately meaningless like Pictures and video are really important. If you have mm-hmm. great photos and video, just like put them on a Squarespace website and then forget about it for a while until you have new content to put up there. Like there are people who will spend three weeks working on a logo. If you're sending someone two different business card designs and saying, help me pick. Yeah. You're wasting your time. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop that. Yeah. Don't do any of that. Stuff. Right. Just set it up, order 50 or a hundred on vista print and go get some clients sure those are the people that are or if you're not doing client work make stuff and then share it yeah exactly which we've got about a handful of episodes about that that you can dig through so a handful just a handful hundred just a couple hundred but anyway so yeah those are the practical ways i think that you can start walking down that road of becoming a full-time artist and getting out of that day job that you don't necessarily love. So if you found this helpful at all, then make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast app. Yeah, please. Uh, because people read those, apparently. And uh, just let us know on Instagram. We're at Entrepreneur Podcast. You can find us there. Uh, shoot us a message. We always reply. Send us those photos of you using your cell phone with a, with a mouse. mouse. <laughs> we look forward to that. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Adios.